Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. And we coming from our basement to your headphones, barely even know who we are, but changing the unknown in a wild time. Thank you for downloading the podcast, The Anos. Now, here are your hosts, Jordan Hall and Eric Wayne. Welcome to another episode of the podcast, The Anos. I am Jordan Hall, and I'm joined, as always, by a man who has started a melee or two in his day. It's Eric Wayne. Eric, what's going on, man? Not much. Just getting into some fisticuffs. You know, I'm a mighty pugilist. Yes. Yeah. Get into a scuffle. I think that's what we stirred up. We all assumed of you. Uh, what is your go-to move in a scrap? I'm very curious. Sweep the legs. Sweep the legs. Punch in the face. Yeah. I've, I've been in like maybe one real fight in my life. I'm I'm a big wuss. How how did that one turn out? I crushed a dude. Gotta tell you. <laughs> of course. Um, so it's been a really rough week for us Tigers fans. I think we've all been on edge. We've all been a little ready to get physical. And I think that kind of got to the white caps who I'm assuming are all Tigers fans. Also, um, of course I bring this up because of the nasty brawl last night in Dayton between our West Michigan white caps and the Dayton dragons. Did you see this Eric? Well, I, I saw a little bit of it looked like our guy, and I should probably know who the name of our guy, but it looked like he kind of stomped on his calf on purpose. And then, uh, that was the second baseman or the, the middle infielder. And then the, then the uh, runner pops up and he was ready to go. Oh yeah. It was one of those things where it wasn't like one of your classic, like, you know, pr- protect the unwritten rules in baseball. Like somebody got stepped on, they were pissed and then it hit the fan. Like it was, yeah. it was kind of almost refreshing in that way. Yeah. Have you followed the Harper Strickland stuff from just today? Oh, yeah, that was good. It turns out Bryce Harper is much better at hitting baseballs than he is at throwing baseball helmets. The helmet throw did not go so good for him, but it looked like he did get a call. He got a small haymaker. Yeah. A little um, later in the this fight. You don't see the big guns in baseball, like the absolute superstars getting into it True. like that. That was, I mean, yep. I don't condone any of this stuff, but I was a little surprised to see uh, see Bryce mixing it up like that. Uh, to me, Strickland had it coming. I mean, Strickland's nursing this three-year-old grudge, and he throws it at Harper because he hit two bombs off him in a playoff game. Come on. I'm totally uh, on Harper's side. Harper should pound him in the face. Uh, Strickland has a very punchable face and attitude. 
Speaking of, that brings us to this week's leadoff question. Who from ma- the Major League Baseball realm would you most like to land a punch on? I'll let you, it's got, let you go first. It, it, for me, it's got to be Chris Sale. <laughs> Chris Sale. I feel like I could snap him in two pretty fast. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't want too much of a fight back. I, Chris Sale has a very punchable face. Second uh, would be, for me, Trevor Bauer. Yes. <laughs> Bauer. I could punch him easy. I kind of. I kind of uh, put this into categories. You got your Tigers killers. <coughs> are, are you alive still? It's been a rough spring. <laughs> so your Tigers killers, Luke Scott, wouldn't mind laying a one on him. Nelson yes. Cruz, Adam Eaton. Mm-hmm. And then you have your bad guys, A-Rod, Kurt Schilling, Bud Selig. When we just throw him on there. Uh, yeah. And then your, your douchebags, Chris Sale, Trevor Bauer, Eric Hosmer. But my winner... Who I would most like to 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 land one on Jared Weaver. You got the fight, you got yeah. the hair, and just all around douchebaggery. Um, and plus, yeah. like you said, I don't think there'd be much pushback from Jared Weaver. I think he goes down like as they as the kids say, a sack of potatoes. Do you think we've softened on AJ Przinsky since he got in the booth and was kind of friendly with the Tigers? Do you think he's less punchable now? Probably. I mean. He's, he's Michael still Barrett extremely did his job punchable, but yeah. yeah, yeah, he probably should have gone under the bags category. Yeah, he's he, and I hate to say this, but he's actually not a terrible broadcaster. I kind of like him. No, he's he's good. I made the joke like, uh, um, you know, reclaiming d bag players will uh, work for uh, oh uh, Jay Cutler because it worked for Brzezinski. Yes, yeah. are are those two the same person? Like I've never seen them both in the same room. You know, I could see I could see Przinsky smoking a cigarette and just being a jerk. Yeah, I forget I forget when it was. A couple of years ago, uh, Winnie and I were in Chicago, and they had the um, you know the bus stops that have like three sides, and they have ads on all of them. Yeah, there was one that was advertising for the Bears, and it just had a picture of Jay Cutler in a sweater. Like, what, what are you trying <laughs> oh, to accomplish here? That's a poor choice. <laughs> Uh, if you want to get in touch with the show, you can at podcastianos.com. On Twitter, I am at JordanHall23. Eric is at Comeric Eric, and the show is at Podcastianos. Uh, on Instagram, I am at Jordino4, Facebook.com backslash Podcastianos. And once again, we take it, we'd love it if you would take the time to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, uh, or whatever else you're listening to the platform. <laughs> whatever platform you're listening to the show on i can make all the mistakes i want tonight i have the marathon to blame still exhausted yeah i want to get into this a little bit are we saving that for later or getting to do some marathon talk it's up to you i mean we can put it in things i saw on the side of the road while running or we can just get into it now i I think it can't it can't wait till later it's too important i think the first question we all need to know is did you win i did not win i I came much closer to winning than I ever would have imagined, though, if we're being honest. Um, I was they, they printed the, the results in the newspaper as apparently yeah. is a, still a thing. Newspapers. Um, but let's you see. Framing that bad boy. Well, you should highlight your name. Hang it up in the wall. There we go. I finished overall 235th. That's not wow. terrible. Okay. No, um, not terrible. Amongst my, let's see, age and gender, 36th. Like, that's that's wow. not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, are you pub- are you promoting your time, or is that not something you share? Or how's, oh no, how's this I work? I ran in three twenty six, three hours and three, 26. three minutes and twenty oh three hours and twenty six yeah, minutes. It was, wow, it was the, the three minutes and twenty six was just a real brisk jog. Yeah, for sure. How did you feel afterwards? How did your body feel? Okay, so it was kind of like stages. In in oh, 
I have one more very important question before, okay. you answer, before you answer that. Is did you run the entire time? I ran the entire time. I would. I stopped wow. and when I got like my little cups of water and okay. like, walked until I finished because I didn't want to like drip it all over myself as Show one does. Water. Yeah, but other than that, yep, walk, or ran the entire time, which wow. was probably okay. my main goal. Like I, I didn't want to. I don't know. I'm, I'm sure there's no shame in walking. Like pretty much everyone I saw it did, but I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm gritting this out gutting it out so i did that's a matter for me that's a big pride moment in and of itself i ran the whole thing yeah i mean yeah the i i told i told pretty much everyone that i i've talked to since this but the 25th mile was literally the most difficult thing or the the last mile the 26 yeah 26 mile it was literally the most difficult thing i've i've done in my entire life i wow. felt like death um and then till you get like into the last i don't know maybe quarter of a mile when like all the people are lining the streets and then you go on the track and then it's like okay now i can see the finish um just make it a little bit more and then you can die on the side of the road Um, horse smell in the barn yeah yeah, exactly and then i get to the end i pull out my phone to like stop my the timer on my phone and i have my phone and they hand me like the finisher's medal and immediately give me a water and i have like seven things in my hand like what do i what do i do with all this crap i just want to like lay down but they don't want you to do that either so i suppose you're supposed to like keep moving a little bit so you don't get all crampy and deathy and guess what i still got all crampy and deathy i I would imagine so (laughs) yes yeah it was it was there was points that were extremely gratifying um and there were points that were extremely painful saw a lot of people that i knew along the way a lot of my friends and family came out to cheer me on so that was cool that's terrific yeah that's cool yeah it was cool if you're thinking about doing it um don't but there are some benefits to it (laughs) (laughs) but for real um it's not it's not four hours of fun (laughs) let's put it that way no, it's three hours and 26 minutes, 24 minutes of fun. Yeah, yeah. something like that. But um, I appreciate everyone that, that wished me uh, good luck before and during the race on Twitter and the Instagrams. Uh, I appreciate all of your, your support and affirmations, of course. Um, and like I said, I dedicated this one to Johnny Kane. So, um, you know, it's for, it's for you, big boy. Man, big week for Johnny, too. Oh, yeah. He's got his funny hat. He's in the rain. Oh, <laughs> another... I did. I missed it, but there was another interaction with a female. I think. Oh, and, I didn't see uh, that one either. Yeah, we went. Yeah. To the, we went to the Pirates movie yesterday, so I didn't catch the majority of the Sunday game. Um, but oh. yeah, it sounds like I missed some some pretty prime Johnny Kane action. The one thing I like. I like how we're like nine minutes into this podcast and we have not talked about the Tigers at, <laughs> at all. That's, we talked about Tigers killers, so that counts. Oh, okay. Fine. But the the one thing that Johnny's been doing recently, he's been all in. I think it's because he's been in Chicago, and there's just large sections with nobody in them. But there's been a lot of shots of him with like nobody in sight, just him in a seat. Yeah. I'm like, get Johnny a friend, at least one. Like, it makes me right. feel uncomfortable. Johnny's gonna get lonely. Yeah, that that we can't have that. No, we can't. Gotta have keep that. Johnny happy. All right, should we get into talking about some tigers? Please. Okay. Um, so as we Maybe mentioned, we should. it's been so bad. It's been a very, it's been so bad, Jordan. Very like it's one thing oh. if you lose three or four in Houston, that's that's fine. Houston sure. is a yeah. very good baseball team, but the White Sox are terrible. Yeah. They have a flaming pile of garbage, and we drop three or four to them. Uh, the internet it's is bad. the internet's freaking out as as the internet does. Um, borderline yeah. even condemning the season, one might say. 
where where are you at on that spectrum? Well, losing three of four to the White Sox is not a positive sign. And now you're starting to slip down from 500. We're 23 and 27. So this is not so good. I mean, uh, there's some, not excuses, but some reasons for this bad week. And you get bad weeks. But this cannot continue. If you keep playing at this clip, um, there's going to be some significant changes ahead. You simply, we simply have to play better and yeah. win more games. There was that, I mean. that Sean Windsor article in the free press that I, I sent to you. He essentially thinks that the yeah. Tigers, you know, the proverbial stick a fork in them, they're done. I have a very hard time saying that yeah. about a baseball team, specifically one with Miguel Cabrera and Justin Upton and J.D. Martinez and Victor Martinez and some of those those and, you know, some of those guys aren't what they used to be, but they still are those names. And some of the starting pitchers we have, I'm not giving up on a team at the end of May. But what I do think is really interesting. Oh, good. You felt like you wanted there to are some writers and. There are some writers and thinkers about the Tigers who are just convinced that there's going to be a sell-off and it's going to come soon. Like, they could be five games over 500 and in first or second place, and they'd say, well, you know, it's just a ticking time bomb. I mean, this has got to get blown up. It's this team, this group of, this collective of players is not going to make it happen. We need to sell and get younger, and it's got to happen soon. And there's nothing you can really do to persuade them that that's not true. They tend to come out a lot more or force after a little losing streak. Yeah. But I, they're, I mean, they're principled people. Don't get me wrong. I, they, they really think it's time to blow it up. And I just think it's too soon. You don't have to make any of those decisions yet. Yeah. You shouldn't make any of those you decisions yet. You got to see where you're going. deals made in early June. Like we can, we can let this run a no, little bit, but nobody's, we have to jump in. Trading. Yeah. Um, and they were obviously right. given. Even if you. Go ahead. Even if you are ready to trade somebody away, other teams probably aren't ready to buy yet. Yeah, who knows if they're going to be in it when it comes time to to make deals. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, the haters and, and losers, of which there are many, um, were given more fuel uh, by the John Morosi tweet that said that if the Tigers are still under 500 by the end of the Ju- end of June. His sources say that they will revert to the stance from November that all veterans will be available in trade. Um, the internet seems to think fire sale. Is there another way to read that? Because to me, that doesn't necessarily mean, you know, everyone is going. Right. I mean, uh, revert back to what we had this fall. Well, didn't move anybody this fall. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to get rid of Cam Maven again. Yeah, for sure. Um, we're going to go back to keeping everybody. <laughs> will. Yeah. And, and I think it's, it's really interesting that the way they put it, like, are all not all of the veterans available in trade right now? Like I feel like obviously there are certain things that you just can't do as a general manager. But for the most part, you should always be open. If somebody's going to give you the right price, it doesn't matter who the player is, you have to take it. Like that's just being a good general manager. And I think um announcing, if you will, through the back channels here that this is where we're at again um is kind of doing something that you're supposed to have been doing all along. Yeah, I, I didn't get too worked up about it, that that particular report, because uh, to me, it's too early. And like you said, it doesn't mean necessarily what it means at the face value. Yeah. Do you worry about it um, causing too much urgency in the month of June to get over that magical 500 mark? No, I, 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 I want to create urgency 
with this club. They need to be urgent. Yes, absolutely. Right? I mean, because now it's time to make it happen. No, I don't worry about that too much. What are you going to do? Like make somebody hustle too much? You, you yeah. know, I worry about burning out some pitchers. Like Shane Green now is getting a ton of work. Um, I worry about that a little bit. But no, uh, you you, you got to get these guys to play hard and play to win now. Yeah, absolutely. Do you, so the schedule is, I would say, neither favorable nor um, difficult coming up. Kind of one of those middle-of-the-road months. There's no reason we can't near. I mean, we have to play four games above 500 baseball to be there by the end of June. That's not unreasonable. Right, right. Like, we, we can totally get right. there. I don't know if we're going to, especially at the clip we're going, but it's not unreasonable. Right. Um, okay. So one more thing before we switch off from this, this whole topic. Um, if there are big changes coming, do you think that Avila is going to stick around to make them? Yeah, I would guess so. Um, I mean, look how much patience they had with Dombrowski. And I think, I've, but uh, Avila. He's been good with acquisitions, kind of that second-level acquisitions, getting the minor league free agents and making a few small deals. He, We still don't have any record with him making a gigantic trade, do we? I mean, how do we... How do we judge them? How yeah. do we supposed to? How are we supposed to know? I suppose that's true. The K K Rod I mean, deal a was a was a kind of a mid level deal. Um, okay. Yeah, that's really about the only trade uh, he's swung maybe. at this point. Yeah, which uh, different returns. Yeah, um, it just it it seems to me that if you're going to go in a completely different direction with your club, you want um, a guy in there that is going to be there for the long term. And I know that our view of this is is tempered by Twitter. Twitter thinks that Avila is the worst thing in the world and that he's on the verge of going at any day. But if he's not your long-term guy, why don't you get in a guy first that is your long-term guy? Let him execute your vision while you're making this monumental uh, sweep of your organization. It was kind of like – I want to say it was the Browns maybe that fired their – maybe the Bills. It feels like a Bills move. They fired their general manager like two days after the NFL draft which seems wildly un, you know ineffective um i i mean i i don't feel like we have enough evidence to judge avila but if you're going to do something big and you have no plans on keeping avila why is he the guy that's going to to do it yeah i i guess that's that's a little speculative and i, I have no strong opinions on avila one way or the other i will say this if there was anything that I would be hungry for, it would be a more analytics-minded general manager. Um, I mean, you look at what the Astros j- did with um, with what's his face, Ludno or Ludno or Jeff something. Anyway, sure. um, I could see, uh, yeah, uh, I could see um, wanting to move more intentionally in that direction where we're taking numbers more seriously. And I think the biggest problem the Tigers have had is in scouting. Why are our draft picks and young players not performing and bubbling up the way some of the other clubs have had young players? Now, I know we've Dombrowski traded them all away, but 
in the last couple of years that has changed and you'd expect to have some more guys come, come through, you know, is, is it Bo Burrows or Matt Manning or some of these guys who we're going to need to rely on? Um, did, did our scouts do their jobs with those guys or not? So that would be the other, the other component, not just the trade. Absolutely. Um, so let's dive in a little bit to what's happened in the last week. I don't <laughs> don't want to rip the bandaid off too much, um, but I have it labeled in my notes as everything is going wrong. Um, last week we had two regulars hit better than two thirty three, and that of course was Iglesias and Romine, who's now a regular with with Kinsler on the DL. <laughs> um, we combined for zero runs, uh, run support across 15 innings from Michael Fulmer this week, who you can tell is the ace now because he's getting no run support. Uh, bad starts <laughs> by Boyd, Verlander, and then Zimmerman times two. Justin Wilson hasn't been good yeah. since getting elevated, and Blaine, you know, bless his heart, he has been really bad. Uh, so pretty much all of the aspects. And then you have the defensive Everything. woes. Yeah. Um, base running hasn't been good. What, what is the most concerning to you? And I know this is like picking the proverbial poison. Oh. To me, the most concerning is the starting pitching. Yes. Um, Zimmerman looks, I hate to say it, he looks washed up. I'm not saying he's washed up, but he looks more tired than his face usually looks, which is saying he looks extremely tired. Um, his slider, he was saying, is not performing like, you know, used to be his best pitch, and he doesn't have it anymore, he said in an interview. He, losing Zimmerman as even a number two caliber starter is, is very bad. Verlander does not look dominant. He looks, yeah, good. Um Norris is super inconsistent. Fulmer is good, but he can't carry the entire team all the time. Mm -hmm. And Boyd looks bad. So, <clears throat> excuse me, the combination of that is if that continues for the rest of the year, we are going nowhere, right? To me, that's that's the biggest one. Second biggest problem is is the defense. That, that stinks. Um, the most fixable kind of thing to me is um, run production. I think the run production is not a problem. That will come back. Cabrera will hit better. Nick Castellanos will hit better. I'm convinced of it. He's hit the ball hard. He's had some bad luck. Um, Kinsler's coming back. Run production is fine. What worries the most is the I, I definitely agree on, on the starting pitching. But before we move off of Nick, there seems to be this growing uh, narrative on the Internet that we need to be running out of patience with Nick and that he is actually a bad baseball player. And maybe it's time to just believe that. Where do you come down on that? He He's a, he's not a bad baseball player. He's a bad defender. I think he's a good hitter. Yes. I do think he's a good hitter, and I don't know if he's going to last long term as a third baseman. It's just, it's brutal. As he gets older, clubs will feel more comfortable. Uh, you know, he'll find some place where he can DH or where he can uh, play in the outfield or something. Third base is not a happy place for him, but he is a good hitter. And it makes sense the third place third base isn't a happy place for him. Look what we did to him in his development. Like nobody else gets. I know yeah. that there there are some guys that have to uh, you know move around to to stick in the minor leagues, but among the top prospects, how many of them come up as a as a third baseman, then move to the outfield, then move back to third base? Like 
we we did not do him any favors in his development. And could he have risen above that? Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. If he was, you know, defensively inclined to begin with. But he is, he's not. Um, like you said, I actually could see him possibly being the J.D. Martinez replacement in right field next year. Like, he not not to dog on Nick too much, but he can't be any worse out there than he is at third base right now. Right. Like, I mean, he, he just yeah, couldn't that, be. That wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Um, but going it's back. It's not outlandish. Going back to the the. The the starting pitching is the lifeblood of this team. That is the area where I feel like we can be well above average, um, and we haven't been yet. So I, I feel like that is kind of the most um, where we have the most growth. Uh, I would say coming, you know, in regression back to the mean. Capacity. Yep. Um, bullpen, you know, some of these guys that we've used over and over and over and over again, it makes sense that they're, you know. Yeah, you you run them out there enough times, and and the numbers are gonna gonna start falling a little bit. Um, I still have a lot of faith in Justin. You know, he's gonna get back to being what we saw. Blaine, you know, maybe these last couple outings are like I said, a, a bit of a regression to the mean. You know, Blaine probably isn't a two ERA pitcher. He's probably close to closer to like a three and a half ERA pitcher. But that's fine. <laughs> we'll we'll take that out there. Right. Um, okay, so let's move on. Tyler Collins, uh, we sent him down, if you will. He's He's been designated for assignment. Yeah. Uh, he's on waivers. I don't know if anyone has claimed him to this point. Going to go ahead and make an assumption that they have not. Um, were there reasons left to hang on to him? I, I think we're just – the club was – fed up with him and gave him another long look, another good shot. And, you know, they were, we talked about urgency and pressure in the last segment, and I don't think it's unreasonable to put a little bit more urgency on it. And, um, and Collins wasn't making it happen in an out, an outfield position is a power hitting position and he's not making up for it with the defense. And if so, if, to, and I, I, I kind of tweeted about this too, like anything extra he's giving you at the plate, which he wasn't, is made up by, for with Jacoby Jones's defense. Jacoby's a heck of a lot better defender, so you might as well run him up if neither of them are going to hit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I pulled up this tweet from Lynn a couple a couple weeks ago. He said that, uh, you know, he he likes Collins because because he thinks that left-handed power is a commodity, um, and in his words, if he can hit for reasonable average, that would offset uh, that would offset the defense. Uh, do you think two hundred qualifies for this for Lynn? No, 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 no. I don't think that's. That's a quit. I was curious about the timing of the move. Uh, of the move, clearly he's had these two streaks that approach what thirty over thirty um, in between that two homer game. Yeah. Uh, I understand getting rid of him. I'm curious as to what Presley is going to give us. Um, I don't. I mean, he's clearly a better defender, but I really don't think that he's any better <clears throat> at the plate. Um, and you would assume that neither no. of them are logging too awfully many innings in center with Jacoby up. Um, I don't know. It's right. I just I'm not exactly sure. It it did seem a little weird. Yeah. And I, there must have been a frustration factor. Yeah. And, you know, maybe, you know, I, I genuinely believe that that they, that the front office does what they do um, for their own reasons. But I think on occasion they will kind of throw us a bone. I think they had to know how disappointed the fan base was in, in how Tyler Collins has been playing. And, you know, I, I don't know if it goes back to, to the, the bird last year, but he's. For how bad he is, he gets uh, an incredible extra amount of hate, I would say, Pro- proportionate to how, how bad he is. 
people don't forget that. I mean, just a little gesture like that. People don't forget that. Yeah, it 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 sticks in people's minds as something like, oh, this isn't a guy who doesn't have a lot of love for the fans. Yeah, which... I think it was overblown at the time, but people remember that stuff. Yeah, Tyler Tyler seems like a genuinely good dude. I don't know that he's a, a great baseball player, and I, he'll probably get a chance to to stick somewhere else. He feels like a twin. Yeah, um, feels like a twin. <laughs> quick roundup: McCann and Ian to the to the de- uh, disabled list. We've brought up Jacoby Jones, uh, Hicks, Presley, Arsenio Leone. Buck came up and threw an absolute gem. Uh, anyone that you're particularly that excited to have up with the club? Hicks, right? Hicks hit that bomb. Um, he's got the best batting average on the team. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. It's the Hicks and Aduzzi show as soon as he gets back. You know, who needs Cabrera and Martinez when you have Hicks and Aduzzi? I, I, I like James McCann. He seems like a really nice guy, and he can throw really well. But Hicks is a better baseball player in almost every regard right now. Yeah, the plate for sure. I don't I don't know about his defense so much, but – um. For sure, at the plate, he can hit better. Yeah, I mean, he all he all. I think the only thing he lacks on McCann's repertoire is is the gun, the the Mick Cannon, if you will. Sure. Um, how has yeah. how has Jacoby looked at you? <laughs> looked to you at the plate since coming back? Because when when he went down, the big knock was that he looked literally lost at the plate. Well, he'd been hitting a little bit in the minors before they brought him back up. I mean, he had something like three or four two hit games in a row or something like that. So he was hitting a little bit more. Um, I, I couldn't tell you exactly how different he's looked since being back. Besides he has a giant chin guard. <laughs> it's like the girls wear that for softball. Is that no, they have the, the cage in front. What am I thinking of? I don't know. <laughs> Answer me this question. Answer me this. If, it doesn't impede your play that much. Why wouldn't got more guys just go to the more protective style mask? Especially when you must been be drilled some kind of in pain. the face. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, one last thing before we get to power rankings. Uh, Anthony Gosa's second outing didn't go quite as well as his first. Um, in one third of an <laughs> inning, he gave up three earned on uh, two walks and a hit by pitch. Um, are you still with Rod that he's going to be up before the end of the year? I was never with Rod. Don't put that on me. I'm hopeful, though. I hope it works. It would be cool. Um, I I tweeted out that I wanted to become a ghost fanatic to counterbalance all the Joe Jimenez people. Um, but maybe I, I'm going <laughs> to retract that statement. We'll, we'll see. I'll give him a little bit more time before I make the call if I want to jump on that bandwagon. I'm hopeful. I, I, I just love it if it works. But now it looks not so good. But... <clears throat> He still has massive left-handed power. There's only four other pitchers in the major leagues this year who threw a pitch 99 miles an hour or more. Four. Can you name them? Chapman and three other guys. (laughs) Probably Andrew Miller. Is he not quite that high? No, I don't think so. Okay. All right, let's get to your power rankings. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H E L P. Yeah, let's do that. <clears throat> Let me clear my throat just a moment. <clears throat> Feeling much better now. Thank you. That's good. That's good. <laughs> All right. We have a very special power rankings this week. Very special. And I want to give Evan Ken 95 on Twitter a little bit of credit because he asked me a question about puppies and rainbows. <laughs> and in light of the bad week, I thought we'd have a special power rankings. I have no bottom three. I just have a top 10. They're all good. And I have things that represent happiness or symbols of happiness are you ready for this <laughs> oh couldn't be more ready all right starting at number 10 we have cuddles <laughs> cuddles are nice especially if you have somebody you know that you're intimate with that you can cuddle with unfortunately in the summer cuddles can get a little hot well cuddles are, are pretty good that's number 10 number nine is sunshine I mean, sunshine's good. It makes all of life exist. That's good. That's what they tell us. Uh, yeah. It's it's only number nine. It's only number nine because it can get a little too intense sometimes, and you know, give you some sunburn. I I like an occasional cloudy day. Yeah, sunshine is one of those but the ultimate in too much of a good thing can be a bad thing. You know who hates sunshine though? Right. Blaine Hardy. Right. But Blaine enjoys That's right, it. he does. He, he enjoys an overcast day. <laughs> right. Number eight is butterflies. Butterflies are beautiful, gentle creatures that flutter among the plants and sip nectar. That's good. We always go to the Frederick Meyer Gardens in Grand Rapids, and they have butterflies like crazy. And they alight on your clothing, and they look beautiful, and they're fun to photograph. It's number eight, butterflies. Butterflies are one of those things that, like, low-key, they're just a bug with wings. You know what I mean? Like, they're they're nice. They have these these colors and stuff, but they freak me out a little bit. Like, bug, why do you have wings? You know what I mean? They mutate out of, like, this little turd from a caterpillar. I'm not saying they it's change. not impressive. It's, it's miraculous. I'm not saying it's not impressive. I just don't understand why this – I mean, it's a big bug. It's a, it's a butter. They're beautiful. It's like they're gorgeous flying flowers. Beauty, beauty's in the eye of the beholder. But butterfly, uh, and I'm not number convinced s- that butterflies and moths are different things. That's the same thing. It's a winged bug. No, moths are drab and not on the list. Butterflies are good. Stop. Number seven is smiles. Aww. Everybody likes to get a smile. 
Um, I did read a, an article recently talking about Americans and their addiction to smiling. Do you know that like people in other countries don't smile as much as as Americans do? They analyzed like business pictures uh, and attitudes about smiling. Do you think Americans smile too much? Possibly. I mean, I get annoyed by little things, so maybe I'm a little more sensitive to it. But yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe a little bit. I enjoy a good pensive look. That's kind of my sweet spot. All right. All right. I, I like to give a fake, you know, kind of a fake smile. It's pretty good. Number six. Number six is rainbows. Rainbows are colorful and beautiful. You see them in the sky. Um, the gay people, um, you know, are really rocking the rainbow. They kind of took it from Noah. You know, they <laughs> stole it from Noah a little bit after the flood, but that's okay. You know, Gay people can have rainbows. Everybody can have rainbows. It shouldn't just be for, you know, people who are, have same-sex attraction. Everybody should like rainbows. True. <laughs> Do you have any any comments on that? No, I'm still I'm still on butterflies and moths. But go on. We'll circle back if we need to. Okay. <laughs> Number five, parties. Um, so my kids helped me with this this list, and they said, "Oh yeah, parties are fun. There's games and laughing." That's I, I like parties in in small doses. Yes. If you get two parties, my introvert kicks in. And I'm like, I want to just go home. Yeah. I if the party is under like five people, I'm good for it. If it's more than five people, I'm gonna be the guy in the corner, maybe looking for the dog, maybe looking at his phone. That's me. Sure. A five person party isn't a party. That's just like a having people over yeah there we go anyway (laughs) number number four is puppies this is the uh one of them one of the things that evan ken 95 said puppies puppies are adorable they're fuzzy and fluffy and have big ears and they they run up to you um they they kind of pee on the ground that's that's not very good cold water on the situation puppies are cuddly and adorable yeah, yeah I have a hard time thinking of three things better than puppies. This, these these next three are going to be oh. good. They're going to be good. Number three is kitties. Oh my, my gosh! My daughter says kitties are even cuter than pup than um than puppies. I don't know if that's that's true or not, but hey, my kid says it. It's got to be true. Um, I think I think kittens are probably more careful with their pee. You know, oh. they're they're probably find a little box litter box a little bit more and they're probably a little more fluffy so i don't know they're they're neck and neck fair enough three and four kitties and puppies it's when they grow up that they become an issue yeah Yeah. i suppose i'm not a big pet person so i I couldn't tell you (laughs) um number two is unicorns Unicorns. My daughter made a strong push for unicorns. Um, I think unicorns could be so high because they're not real. So you don't have any bad connotations with unicorns. Like you don't hear about unicorns goring a guy with his horn or anything because they don't exist. You can project on them all your whimsical, you know, fantasies and fairy tales. Wow. That's true. It's very well put. Did did she come up with that argument? (laughs) Specifically, no, the goring part. I, no, that, that was probably me. But <laughs> unicorns are good. Yeah. All right, we're up to number one already, Hall. What do What do you got for number one? Uh, Nike, Nikes. Nikes. No. <laughs> no. 
Number one is hugs. Hugs are great. Hugs are a, 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 unis, a unisex sign of affection. You can bro hug. You can hug somebody. You can do a, you know, a side hug or you know, a really big you know, family embrace. Hugs are great. The most emotional moments in life are not even kisses. The emotional, most emotional moments in life are, are hugs. You know, they win the World Series, you're hugging. A guy gets called up to the majors, hug. You know, you got, if somebody leaves on a long trip, hug. Always hugs. That's number one. All right. That was, good. That was a good power rankings. That, I feel it. better. Yeah. That's very. Yeah, we need this. We needed some love. There's no bottom three this week. There is none. There's no bottom three. It's just all happiness. That's power rankings. Hello, this is Eric's mom, and you're listening to the Podcast Yanos. Okay, um, so I got to be honest. Uh, as far as things that I saw on the road while running, there wasn't a ton of stuff during the marathon just because, you know, it's a closed course and they try and keep it looking nice. But I did come away with a few a few things. Um, the first I saw, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't on the side of the road. It was the fellow runners. I've never seen more, like, nerdy running gear in my entire life. There was a guy, you know, have you seen the running belts? No, is it like a fanny pack? Yeah, it's essentially a fanny pack that you you know you put your stuff in, and some of them have like water bottles. Um, but this one had uh, a little strap in- individual for his uh, energy gel packs. It almost looked like uh, mm. extra bullet cases that like FBI people would wear on like TV. <laughs> um, so I'm assuming yeah. he had he had to have had a dozen of the little energy gels on there. So so kudos, dude was not going you need uh, a, jealous, that's for sure. You need like an energy gel bandolier next year. You know, like two crisscrossing things with like the energy gel bullets. <laughs> that would be that would be something. Um the you know the water stations that you that you run through, mm-hmm. they give you the, the water. Um the people sure. that would hand the water to you would say, Water, 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 water. Like I guess to to tell you where they're at so you don't have to like break stride or something. But it reminded me of the seagulls in Finding Nemo when they say, Mine, mine. Um, mine, mine, mine. Yeah. So, mine. So, so that's funny. Um, but what, what the serious runners, like when they'd finish their water, they'd like chuck the the cup like at the ground as hard as they could. And I think to myself, just find your Does that help? I'm assuming it's like to try and smush them down so other people don't trip or something. I don't, I don't know. But there was garbage cans literally all over the place. Just take a second, find yourself a garbage can, stop littering in my city. It's ridiculous. They're serious about running a race. You can't stop for you know garbage duty. No, you Run. just you just throw it as you go by. I hit the. I mean, I put in my time and I still hit every garbage can. I'm not. I'm not about to be a litterer. That's not where where I'm coming down. Um, and then they should um, deduct time off your score for hitting the, you know, like a like a, a biathlon where if you hit the target, you know, you don't get the penalties. Yeah, that makes sense. Should be a thing. That should definitely be a thing. Um, and the signs, the signs were were a big one. Um, there was I don't know four or five people that had a, had a sign that says you're running better than the government, which would have been funny if it was like one of them. I- but clearly that had gotten played. Um, and there was a sign that I actually wondered if it was you holding it up, but it said, I'd rather, oh, no. I'd rather eat 26.2 pizzas. So I, I can neither <laughs> confirm nor deny whether that was in fact you. Um, it's a true statement. 
oh, is good. It definitely was. And then there was a guy that was handing out beer. I'm assuming he was kind of a rogue beverage dispenser. Wow. Um, I did not partake in that. Beer, 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 beer. <laughs> he didn't beer, make the, he didn't make the noise. Clearly, uh, clearly he didn't, wasn't on the program. Um, the training. So anyway, that's that's what I saw on the side of the road while running. I was act- honestly I was expecting to come away with but come away with better stories just because there was a lot of road to see the side of. Um, but that's what that's what you get. So so deal with that. Um, shifting topics, Eric. Yesterday marked the one year anniversary of the passing of our sweet prince, um, our angel on four legs, Harambe. Um, it just added that to a rough week for Tigers fans. How are you holding up? Dude, I'm fine. It's a year ago as an animal. It's fine. And are they are they really on four legs or two? Oh, I, I don't know. The gorilla. Uh, well, like two. A little yeah, bit of both. Kind of. They kind of. Yeah. Sure. I think it depends on the. Uh, Dude, it's been a. <laughs> I think it depends on the on the activity. Um, but it's just another reason that Ohio's Ohio is like this dark stain on the beautiful tapestry that is America. Well, that I can agree with. Um, okay, let's get to some Twitter questions because I remembered that they are here, um, which is good. <laughs> okay, so this first one comes in from Nick uh, Nick Batani. Would you rather hang out with Miguel for the day or go <coughs> on, or go on a double date with Johnny Kane and Flyball Girl? Got to pick one or the other. I'll let you go first. Uh, M- uh, Miguel Cabrera. Um, he's he, he's getting. Um, uh, a diesel truck fixed up for the sh- for a show. Did you hear about this? I did not. Diesel Diesel Brothers or something like that. You know, I could maybe take around to that. Look him, you know, watch him work on his uh on his truck and hang out at his pool. Imagine he's got a pool. I don't know. Oh, of course. I'm picking I'm picking Miguel. I think Cabrera. you know, I think you all know what I'm picking. Um I I would love to watch Johnny oh. Kane work work game all night. That would be uh that'd be something. Um, okay, our buddy. Go to some CD club and watch him. No. Johnny Kane ain't taking nobody to no CD club. <laughs> Johnny Kane is class all the way. <laughs> I feel like we talk about Johnny Kane a lot on this show, and tonight he's gotten more run than any night prior. Um, okay, uh, our buddy Jacob Skronik asked, uh, "What? He, there's actually several questions here that are all actually pretty decent, so we'll try and get through all of them. What major movie franchise uh, would you want to see Lego remake or turn into a uh, video game? Which I think you have kids. This, this might be more up your wheelhouse. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I should should have excitement for something like this. Um, Aladdin. Oh, that'd be. I like Aladdin. It's like my favorite Disney movie. Lego Aladdin. Yeah. Sure. You know, my favorite Disney movie that would also make a great Lego uh, movie is The Emperor's New Groove. Have you ever seen that one? Yes. That one is legitimately yes, funny. This is. It is underrated um, because it's an actual cartoon. I mean, it's not an it's an animated feature, yes, but it's a cartoon. It's funny. The plot just sets up gags, which is brilliant. Yeah. Even even David Spade being the main character could not thwart my enjoyment of it. And and Kronk is is very funny also. Um, let's That's see. Also in the same question, should Detroit invest in an MLS team? Yes, absolutely. I, I yeah, I, I don't know. I I have trouble getting real passionate about this because um, 
you know, Detroit City is kind of doing their thing. That's kind of fun. I don't feel like a big groundswell, like, oh, we need an MLS team. I feel like it's kind of a money grab by the um, what's his name, Gilbert. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm not. It's fine. I hope they get one, but I'm not. A, I'm not passionate about it. Yeah, we don't. We don't need one. But I'd really, really like to have one. I mean, I, I kind of <laughs> casually follow Orlando City just because Florida is kind of like yeah, the close. second you know yeah. place that I'm from. But um, I would, I would love to have an MLS team to follow. I could probably get into that. Um, and, and the <laughs> Detroit City thing is kind of interesting because. Um, like I, from what I understand, the like hardcore Detroit city people are really against the MLS, which I think is, is interesting. Um, like I, I don't have any problem with them doing their thing. Um, you know, there's a lot of them that get together and they have, they have a good old time. Um, but that's not something that the rest of us, like anyone who doesn't live in Detroit can take part in. Um, so considering I don't, I would kind of like there to be Michigan soccer to go around. Um, Okay. That's enough soccer talk. Uh, when we start, uh, Anthony Troya, the I think your I think your current favorite Troya brother. If I'm if I've stayed up to date on this, uh, when yeah. we start selling, is there a center field prospect that we would like to target? Oh, let me tap into my infinite knowledge of quality center field prospects in other organizations, minor league team. Oh. No, I don't know. I have a I, name. Don't know. I have a name for you. Okay. Lewis Brinson, center fielder for the Brewers. Um, the Brewers are shockingly in first place. I don't know if that can last or not, but, you know, I don't know who they would want for him. Uh, but if we're selling, we could certainly do worse. Um, power, speed, defense. Dude, dude is close, and he's really good. I, I would take him in a heartbeat if it didn't cost, you know, Verlander. You could have made up that name out of a out of a hat. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't know. Um, Adam Langworthy asks us, does one have a catch or play catch? Oh, you play catch. You play catch. Absolutely. I'm assuming that have a catch is like, uh, it's like British or something. I don't know. You go outside and you play catch. Yeah. Everybody says that anybody with knowledge and goodness says play catch. (laughs) Uh, back to Jacob. This is from today. Black and white cookie. Best of both worlds or warring factions. What is the what is this from? It's I'm assuming it's a Seinfeld illusion. Jerry goes on about how, you know, when people have issues with race, they need to look to the cookie, you know, cuz there's cookies with that are like half black, half white. Half yeah, chocolate you're vanilla maybe. This one. This isn't my wheelhouse. I know cookies, but I do not know Seinfeld. But best of both worlds. Definitely. Um, <laughs> so this is the one that I, I sent to you cuz I figured you would like to to wade in on this. Uh, Tiger's bullpen arm as pastries. Did you come up with any? Yeah, no, I'm going to need some more time on that one. Okay, you may. I, I came up with a few, and maybe if you want to think it over, you can oh, can get back to us next week. Okay, uh, the cronut is definitely. So I expanded on this. It's not just bullpen arms. It's just tigers. Um, the cronut is Norris, kind of a new age trendy thing. Um, I'm assuming delicious. I've never had one, but uh, Norris is he goes down smooth. Um, Bear claw. <laughs> Alex Wilson, let's be honest. A. Willie's had a had a bear claw or two in his day. Um, a Danish, Drew Verhagen, like Dutch, I know isn't Danish, but it's kinda close. Um, you know, I'm I'm taking that. Uh Churro, Chad Bell, obviously. Chicken pot pie. Nothing is as uh Wisconsin as a chicken pot pie. So clearly that's Jordan Zimmerman. 
Um, I was on the, the Wikipedia page, and they listed Cuban pastry as a type of pastry. Um, so that would be Avila. Um, macaron. <laughs> Montreal Robertson. You know, French. Montreal. Yeah. He's he's not with the club anymore. They let him go. Oh, well, that that doesn't work. Um, powder donut <laughs> hole. <laughs> the the whitest thing around. Sorry, but it's you, Blaine. Um, eclair, empanada, pretty much any of your various uh, jelly-filled donuts, Bruce. And you then, put a lot of work into this. Yeah, I was, I was bored today. And then Pop-Tart um, is probably you. Me? Yeah, you. Yeah. Uh, why? Because I'm... <laughs> You know, bland and over-manufactured. And have I don't know. very strong feelings about Pop-Tarts. <laughs> yeah, Pop-Tarts are great. Um, go ahead. Is this whole line of thing inspired by the, what was it, the White Sox pitcher whose name is Danish? Yeah, I mean, that that is... Didn't we face a guy named Danish? Yeah, yeah. I, that is a fact, and we got this question. Those are both facts. I don't know if they if they coincide at all, but they might. Uh, yeah. I yeah just, just connecting dots. I actually didn't connect that at all, so you might be right. Am I making that up? No. I yeah, feel you're on the okay. ball. Um okay. Jesse Germain asks us, isn't Romine the best option in center field when he when Ian is back? Uh he can be the primary center fielder and utility guy like how Madden uses Ben Zobrist. Um yeah, I'd say he probably is. I think it's a bit of a stretch to compare him to Ben Zobrist. Um I love I I mean you guys all know me. I love me some Andrew Romine, but he's probably not as good as Ben Zobrist. But, Correct. I mean, yeah. he, he is our would best you rather go? Would you rather go Romine in center and Machado at second? Or would you rather go Jacoby in center and um, Romine at second? Uh, I don't know. I feel like that's very, very similar as far as level of production. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to take I'm going to take Jacoby in center and Romine at second. Yeah, I think you're probably good. I, I like Romine in the leadoff role, just like I liked uh, Alex Avila hitting, too, which I think I tweeted this out today. Just how we all drew it up, 50 or so games in, Romine on top, on top of the order, uh, Avila hitting second. Yeah. Um, okay, one one more. Uh, Dave asks us, did the fact that Collins just doesn't look like a center fielder contribute to his DFA? You know, I don't think they're – you know, Osmus and the front office staff are studying the selfies of guys as they're looking at their numbers. Maybe I'm wrong, but you think Tyler's a big selfie guy? <laughs> no, I don't think he is. See, I don't think so either. He looks fine. But some, you could sometimes you could look people... like Bartolo Colon if you can catch the ball. You can you can play center field. See, I I agree. Once you're in an organization, I think you can get drafted or get signed to a contract just by looking like a baseball player. But once you're in the organization, you know, you get you'll get find out. But or excuse me, found out. But yeah, I I think there is I think there's a little bit to that, but probably not in this instance. In the immortal words of Billy Bean, we're not selling jeans here. <laughs> All right. Um, if you want to get in touch with the show, you can. Uh, podcastianos.com on twitter i am at jordan hall 23 eric is at comeric eric and the show is at podcastianos on instagram i am at jordino4 facebook.com backslash podcastianos and leave us a review it's cool it's fun 
and it's good for the planet. I'm I'm sure in some some capacity. Uh, yeah. We're not looking ahead to next week because we said that we were going to win six games uh, a week ago, and that did not happen. So we're just going to block it out entirely. What will happen will happen, and you know maybe we talk about a winning week next week. Yep. Anything else to say to the people before we get out for the week? Honorable mention symbols of happiness are sparkles, kisses, glitter, dancing, singing, and laughing. Laughing's a nice one. I don't like dancing. Oh. Dancing makes me self-conscious. Dance like nobody's watching. Because if you're dancing, somebody's going to ask me to dance. That's just how it works. Okay. (laughs) With that being said, uh, we will catch you guys next week. And eat them up, tigers. Eat them up. Goodbye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 